Well, it's uh, it's hard to believe this was actually this uh, this gentleman's first time doing one of these. But uh, Jess Pettis raced uh, Ironman last weekend, MX in. Uh, sorry, I always say MX after that because Ironman means other things to me. But uh, Ironman MX in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Jess, what uh, we got you on the phone here? We got you driving. Where are you? Yeah, we're just out in Quebec. Uh, yeah, I got back from Ironman a few days ago and finally just, uh, you know, kind of done for the season. Time to just get uh, get a few extra things all done and stuff that we put off all year. So, yeah, just do it running around. Okay, well, let's... Um well, congrats on getting down there. It kind of, th- I'm sure it'll surprise some people that that was your, actually your first outdoor national down south. How, how come you've never uh, done one of these before? Yeah, um, I don't know. Honestly, like I've always had it in mind to, to do it at the end of the season or, uh, you know, fit in before season or something. Obviously, we, you know, us with our Canadian series, we can only do a few, but it seems it's always been something, uh, you know, like... When I was on Yamaha, I was switching over to the KTM, so that kind of uh, put me on hold that year on the 250, and then there's been a couple injuries in there. Like, I know Deshaun Bow when I had a big crash the other year, I planned on doing it, but then I just needed to rest the body, and there's always seemed something that just didn't align. So, yeah, I mean, this year, obviously, my body's been healthy, and we, we got the bike working well, and said, well, I definitely want to do a couple of these things. So, um, yeah, obviously, I wanted to do Bud's Creek, too, but... With uh, with the sign up and registration and all that, it's it's, uh, it's a bit of a process. So, um, you know, I wasn't able to get that one done, but Iron Man was was cool to at least sit in and do. Okay, actually, that was kind of my uh, my first question to ask you. There was about uh, Bud's Creek. So you just answered that you wanted to do it, kind of I guess ran out of time or whatever. What's what's um what's the new sort of uh, people at the CMA? What's the CMA like to deal with these days to get that sort of process going? Uh, honestly, like, it was a breeze this year. Uh, in the past, I've had, had some pretty big issues with the release and all that, just kind of wait time. But this year has been good. Yeah, they released me right away. And then, honestly, on my end, I got everything done right after Walton on the Monday pretty well to, to do Bud's Creek. But on the team's end, it was kind of last minute. I had a bike issue at Walton, obviously, with my bike blowing up. And then... We were trying to make some suspension change for for the U.S. stuff, and they just felt it was way too rushed to make the bus street thing happen. But, um, yeah, honestly, the sign-up stuff uh, from today was good. But from just the whole process, like, you got to do the concussion, like, protocol test. you got to do, like, yeah, you got to go easy by no means. But, um, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, all right, well, um, so, okay, so we, you know, you mentioned uh, Walton. When you look back at Walton, I mean, obviously, I saw at first it was steaming, then it turned into smoke straight out of the tailpipe and stuff, and I, I know this isn't what we're talking about, but uh, in hindsight, like, hey, did you know that was happening, and do you think maybe you could have uh, let off a little bit and just kind of finished fifth or sixth? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really know what happened, because it, it started... Like on the sec- maybe the second or third lap, I came over the finish line and I seen a big puff of smoke in my face. So that kind of concerned me from the beginning. And then obviously it kept getting worse and worse. I'd seen the smoke the whole time. So, um, I- and I did let up actually quite a bit because I was right on Dylan, I'd say on the second, third lap. And then I kind of just had to like, you know, let him, let him go and try to just 
right at my own pace where I could comfortably just try and hold second, but uh, I was being really easy on the bike out of the corners or like the big loaded like sections or, you know, like where you really need the, the torque, but uh, it was pretty scary, honestly, because I knew when it stopped smoking, then that would be a big issue, so... When that happened, I kind of had it in the back of my head, like, as long as this thing doesn't walk up on the jump. But at that point, like, if I'm going to start rolling the jump, at least the natural double and then the one or two step downs, I'm like, what's the point? You know, like, you got to go so slow at that point. Um, and it kept going and going. And then when I got the two lap board, I, I'm like, shit, maybe I'll actually make it through. But, yeah, <laughs> obviously didn't make it. Yeah, that was a, that was a heartbreaker, man. I was obviously we were all watching, and I don't think this thing's gonna make it. And it's like, oh, maybe it is gonna make it. And then no, yeah. Yeah, right. I think I think we had our our best situation for that. Like, if we wanted to go for it, it wasn't hot, and I was trying to be easy, somewhat on the bike. But I mean, if it was a really hot day and we're gonna go for this, I'm sure it would have been made it even halfway. Um, but yeah, true. I mean, that's, that's right. That's true. Okay, so yeah, I didn't want to uh, talk too much about that, but I just uh, since we kind of mentioned Walt and the bike, I thought, uh, you know what, let me ask quickly. But uh, okay, hey, hey, okay, so that was your first uh, first outdoor national. Just kind of remind everybody your Supercross stuff, though. I mean, I know, obviously, uh, I saw you out west there and everything doing the West Coast uh, 250 class. What was your best uh, Supercross finish? Um, yeah, best in the uh, main event at San Diego. Nice. Which was which was awesome and yeah I got a couple top tens in there too at the other round so that was that was cool and obviously like I've wanted to you know I feel Supercross is, is a bit of my forte but I I mean we grew up all racing the outdoors so I, I at some point needed to do the pro motocross too and I mean I, I'll need to get the redemption even on that I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, hey, not to, again, this is a different conversation, but are you hoping to hit Supercross again in the future here soon, or what are you thinking? Uh, honestly, I have no word for that at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much lined up for that. I would like to personally, um, and it'd probably be on a 250 more than anything if I, if I was to ever do it, but... Yeah, I don't know if the team's too interested in it or, or what's moving forward there on that end. So, I mean, from my end, I would like to, but I think it takes a whole group to make that happen too, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get back to uh, heading to Ironman here. What uh, obviously I saw you and everything, but just to let people know, kind of uh, what was uh, you know what were your travel plans? I mean, you're there in the Sprinter. Who all went with you? Like, what uh, what kind of spare parts did you bring? Obviously, we saw what happened to Dylan the week before at uh, Bud's Creek and stuff. What uh, talk about uh, the travel there and what you kind of prepared for? Yeah, um, I was going to drive up with my travel trailer until I found out about maybe two days before that it was like a 16 hour drive from Montreal so um kind of booked a last minute flight Nico my mechanic he he drove their KDM KDM Sprinter van uh from Montreal up there just with one bike because you can't tag two bikes anyway so at that point we just brought one bike and pretty much any part that we would ever need um yeah he put it up on Thursday and we, we caught a flight in there and then it was just Myself, my fiance Megan, and then Matt DeRoy, our team manager, um, and Nico, so it was the four of us, and kind of just in and out. Um, yeah, we started the van. KTM, we were originally going to pit up, uh, there was like a, 
a KTM amateur semi that they bring to Loretta's, but they last minute decided not to bring it to Ironman. So they kind of reached out and just said that they would let us sit beside the rig, and if we need anything, then it's there. Um, which, honestly, the van is it's fine. It's, it, we had a good setup, but it was so damn hot on Saturday, and even uh, or Friday and Saturday was pretty warm. And we didn't have a fan, air conditioned, we just had like a 10 by 10 uh, pop-up tent. So that was a little bit, like, uh, just hard to get away from the heat, you know, escape the heat. But, I mean, uh, other than that, it, the setup's perfect. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I remember how hot that was Friday. That was about, I don't think I felt much hotter than that ever, even at Loretta's the one time I was there and it was super hot. But yeah, that was, like you say, it's tough not not to be able to escape that the day before a race is a bit, a bit concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to go walk, like stand out in the heat and watch like some of the amateurs, I was like, I felt like just I use a lot of energy to go through that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You don't want to get into race day all dehydrated and stuff. It was hard to stay hydrated enough. Uh, okay, so you mentioned that. Did you actually watch the... Uh, did you Do you um, do you fully walk a track now or you just kind of walk around the uh, the fences and watch the combine? What did you What did you do that way? Yeah, I just watched the combine, the one moto, and then honestly, uh, yeah, I didn't walk any of the tracks because, I mean, uh, we kind of went for dinner and like tried to get out of there. We, yeah, so... I would have liked to do press day just to learn the track. I mean, I was watching them, and as I like, down, they get to do like a 30-minute moto of the full track, which is kind of gnarly. But thankfully, it didn't take too long to adapt to like the jumps and stuff. But at first, I was like, that was a pretty big advantage for those guys, I'd say. Right, because I know you you tried to. What they say just just too late. Because I know you walked over and said, "Hey, can I get out for <laughs> can I get out and ride press takes?" I know they were looking for people before that, but uh, what did they say? Just uh, no, you're too late or something. What they say? Yeah, uh, pretty much just too late. But honestly, didn't really know too much about it, uh, like what what it took to get in and stuff. And then I came to find out that it's. Uh, because even like the whole Rockstar Husky team, like they they didn't do it right. So I'm like, why is there some guys that there's not others? And then I guess it's uh, the teammate. A teammate like someone has to be in the top three in points, whether it's 250 or 450 plus the teammates. So for example, like Star obviously has like eight being in top three, so then the whole Star team can go in. Uh, Rockstar Husky didn't have anyone. Now the Hampshire got hurt. So but turn here. Yeah, so then uh, none of them could go, none of the teammates. So I'm sure I could have, like, somehow made it happen with, uh, like, Plessinger, like, the team guys up top. But, yeah, it is what it is. Maybe now we know for next year. Right, okay. All right, so they changed. They they, they also pulled that uh, wood section out. Uh, did You saw that, obviously. Were you uh, were you glad they took that out? Or would you? the lap times ended up pretty short, like under two minutes for some guys? Yeah, the lap was pretty short. Um, yeah, I think we were all like under two minutes, but yeah, it, it looked cool. I don't know. I'm, 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 I think it's fine how it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, if they could add a little bit on, it would be better. Right, right. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the track, man. Obviously, um, like I always tell people in these interviews and they're going to their first, first America month, it's just bigger than what we're used to. What, uh, when you got out there for first practice and stuff, what, uh, well, there's not much practice. There's one untimed lap or whatever, right? And then it's straight into qualifying kind of thing. But what did you think of the track? Like, did you notice a big difference or how was it? Um, 
Yeah, it was the, the biggest thing I noticed was like obviously the hills are basically have like Saint Julie or or like some of these tracks with pretty big hills in Canada, and then you like times three and on the height and the steepness, and then that gives you like you know the the proportion which honestly that the hills were the craziest to me and then how good the dirt was like it's just like a foot of loam nice dirt and but like the bumps form so different was what i really noticed is like basically you just come down like wide open down a straightaway into the bumps are like maybe like a foot tall but they're like a wall you know there's no roundness to them so it's I mean, that's why you see Jet and Sexton and, like, these really technical riders, I feel, popping and jumping and, like, playing with the bike, where in Canada it's hard to do that because you can't really hop or jump or skip over, like, a square edge, small, round, choppy bump. But over there, like, I think if you have, a, like, a good setup that's stiff and, like, doesn't flow through, then, you know, you can, you can come in and be really, like, precise and, and kind of, like, play with the bike. Right. Um... Yeah, that was the biggest thing is, like, it comes down just into, like, a wall of braking bumps. There's no, like, there's not even a roundness to them. They're just, like, vertical almost. It was just kind of gnarly. So right. it's hard to carry carry speed through that stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, those guys, obviously, they ride that all year. I think they prep the tra- every track kind of like that down in the U.S. So, um, man, it, it's definitely different than racing in Canada like setup wise but at the end of the day we're still like hitting jumps we're still racing dirt bikes it's a trap with right fast guys so um i feel that you know i think we showed that uh that we can run up there and yeah i mean I, I i truly feel like i didn't ride super great to be honest um qualifying i was really frustrated with my riding but i was like p11 or p12 and then even in the first moto i was not like uh you know by no means is it the best, happiest ride I've ever I've ever rode. Like I've I've had way better motos or rides in, in Canada or just in general. But um, that's kind of why I'm going, I want to go back and get some redemption at some point because I know I know what I'm capable of when I ride really good versus like when I feel a little bit off. So um, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll sharpen up on that end. But yeah. I'm pretty happy with the, the result obviously in the first moto was, was good yeah well let's uh, let's obviously talk about that you mentioned uh the, how different it felt like did you do you still get the pre-race nerves like did you sleep friday night and uh, in the morning like the riders meeting did you guys were where you were parked was kind of right where they were having it so it was kind of nice but did it feel like a canadian race or did you just looking around where you kind of uh you know looking at who was there and stuff did it feel different or the same um, no, I felt different for sure. Um, I wouldn't, yeah, I mean, I slept completely fine. I didn't have anything on my head there, but just, um, really not, like a lot of uncertainty, I'd say, like leading up to it. I was a little bit nervous, uh, for the first, second moto and, and second moto, like, um, once the race is going and you're kind of set in your place, then it's, then it's all good, but just to get through a good start and everything like that and, uh, and just kind of once you get settled in you're fine but yeah it was uh just not knowing kind of top top 10 top 8 top 20 like not knowing <laughs> It's a lot of uncertainty, but yeah, working out okay. Yeah, well, let's let's kind of talk about that. Oh, well, actually, first of all, you're in Group B. I mean, were you a little uh, a little pissed about that? I mean, you obviously were like five seconds faster than the second place guy. Like, how did you end up in B? Was there any way you could have got in the A? It's like you know, 
how'd that go? Uh, I wasn't pissed about it at all because I just knew that that's how it was going to be. Okay. I mean, anytime I play Supercross or like first outdoor, I'm going to be in B. So I didn't try and fight that at all. Right. Uh, the one thing that was kind of a it was like uh, a little bit of a surprise. I go to like I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be in B. It's going to be a slow. Guys, I'll start first. We'll go get a, get a clear track and put down some good laps. I'm not too worried. But then. I get down to, to the staging and then they, they actually line you up on the start gate um, by like, I think how you sign up. So I had like 27th gate pick for the, just the qualifier. All uh, right. Which like started me absolutely mid-pack, not last, not first. And then there's just a bunch of slow guys and, and I honestly didn't get a clear lap at all. I was dealing with some of these guys for 10 seconds a lap or 12 seconds a lap slower, which I mean, I, I give them, you know, five, eight seconds. Um, but it's not enough. You, you catch them by halfway through the lap. But yeah, going back before that, even there's a, there's a couple of rules that I, you know, like I don't even know, and I almost like I almost caught myself like I was in qualifiers trying to let them go, so I almost stopped right on the track. I was going really really slow, and I had people after telling me, hey, you can't stop on the track or like if you stop you're gonna gonna take your fast line with fast lap which i had no and then i almost got a thousand dollar fine too because i went pee in the woods before the qualifier but i guess you have to use it like an outhouse or something you know like a porta potty wow (laughs) so that was that was like two things that i was like completely you know you just in canada we don't have rules i told the uh the, the referee where he gave me shit about taking a piss in the woods like you know no one could see me nothing but he's like hey you can't do that I should be giving you a thousand dollar fine I'm like oh, sorry I'm from Canada I have no we don't have rules up there <laughs> <laughs> he said okay <laughs> You're, that's a warning yeah yeah I think he understood I mean I, I'm sure he would have gave me more shit if like I've been racing this season all year and then you know, but I think he understood that I was pretty close to it. Jeez, I did the same thing. I'm glad I didn't get a $1,000 fine. Yeah, shit. We'd have to be going broke coming out of there. <laughs> All right, buddy. So, okay, so um, you did, you, so you qualified 12th, I believe, was the official uh, finish there. But uh, So you head in, yeah. and I mean, I've got the video and the photos and stuff. You must, like, you look to your left, you had you had, you had Jet Lawrence. You look to your right, you had Chase Sexton. He's, like, that was uh, pretty wild. Like, you and Dylan over there on the uh, inside of the gate was pretty, uh, pretty wild. But uh, let's talk, okay, so first moto. You had a decent start. You're up there in like the top 15 kind of thing, right? And then it, you, you kind of were, you looked like you were going well. And then it ended up like a Canadian national because you had, you know, your old nemesis Dylan Wright closing in on you and stuff. Can you take us through that first moto? And you made a nice pass on Phil Nicoletti too. So that was, uh, man, you rode, you rode well. Yeah, um, yeah, I got a decent start. Um, those guys are so so good on the great. Obviously, they do it all the time. To be honest, I haven't practiced a start on a great since 2019 in Supercross so that stressed me kind of all week even leading up to it and then they give you a few starts like before the qualifier but it's not enough to even figure out like what to do and so it was okay I think I think I was like yeah 15 or 16 kind of like coming around the first couple corners I made like actually quite a few passes on the first half a lap I know I passed maybe five guys or so and then I got Phil I made a nice pass on him. I went into nine, and then, yeah, obviously Dylan came through, and, and he got me. But, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I 
I felt like I rode okay. Um, and then, actually, it's funny, the last lap, I seen, like, Jet and these guys coming. And I'm like, oh, I can't get lapped by these guys. So <laughs> I take a look back, like, maybe two, two, three sections before, like, the, the white flag is coming out. And I see Jet, like, I was sure he lapped everyone but me. So then I go over the finish, and I do almost a victory lap. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to cruise at this point. Like, I got top 10, 9. And I'm just, I probably, like, 12 seconds of my last lap slower. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe two, three sections to go, I did a jump, and I took a little glance kind of over behind me. And I think Barsha was still on the track. I'm like, holy shit, I got to go. Like, he, there's still a guy behind me. <laughs> so then I was just, like, started pinning it for the last few sections, but... Yeah, he wasn't close enough to, to get by no means, but it kind of like I was just riding around like on a trail ride my last lap. But cool to get his top 10. I was pretty stoked on that for the first first moto, first first like uh, pro national, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure, because you guys are both uh, Dylan had managed to get by Coolis, and then that was the guy that was ahead of you. So he, like you say, you let up. You probably could have got him too and gone with him. But uh, okay, so so 10th in the first moto, and now of course we got to get to the second moto here and. Uh, and talk about what happened because someone sent me a photo and it almost looks like the two Canadians got together in the first turn and that ended it for you but take us through that uh, second moto and we'll uh, like detail what happened there yeah well to take you to the second moto that, that end is short <laughs> but, yeah we're not much to um, talk about not much to talk about yeah I mean pretty frustrated on that end uh, I didn't get the greatest to start now obviously I don't think Dylan did either but I think he just pinned it into the back of Cincerello and then lost balance, came over into me. Our bars connected and it basically it made me hook a hard left and basically started cartwheeling from there. Um, yeah. At first I thought he just decided to just keep going straight, but then I seen a video and it looked like he just went right into the back of Cincerello and then like, and then obviously he shot over towards me and yeah, what do you do? Like, All right. I mean, coming to the start with not uh, the best of, you know, if I would have got the bullshot, shot, different story. But um, it's what it is. Like, I, I, I landed on the ground. I was fine. The bike was on top of me, like, wide open, and the sprocket was right beside my neck. So I was, like, kind of freaking out. But I, I couldn't freak out because I just literally didn't move for, like, 20 seconds. Um, wow. And then, and then someone picked the bike off me, and I grabbed the bike and I was ready to like hammer down. I was pretty like this, and my I get on the bike and the bars are just completely sideways. I tried to do the first lap and I, I like couldn't even hit a rut. I couldn't even do it any jumps. I'm like, well, at that point, like I'm just a hazard. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because obviously I got the video of you coming back down into the mechanics area to see Nico, and you know you're obviously pretty pissed off and stuff. And then I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell what was wrong. I know he kind of tried to bend stuff back, but I, I kind of pointed down to the left front too, and I, I didn't know what was wrong. So, is that what it was just bent up? Was anything broken, or what was uh, what was the deal at that point? You say it was just just pointless, or what? Yeah, just my, like my my whole front end was completely tweaked, and then my bars were like bent down and sideways, and like we tried to bend it back and best we could and then I tried to go again and it still was just like way off and I'd already got lapped by that point by the time we even tried to get it straight so yeah I mean at that point I'm just riding around in like 40th position right. like already being lapped on lap one it's kind of like you dig yourself out of that hole with a bike that's already super bent up it's, it, it was pointless right so 
yeah, I'm pretty bummed on that. I mean, of course, like, out of all the the guys on the gate, like, me and Dylan come together, which is not, like, for, you know, it wasn't intentional, but it's just funny because we're the only two Canadians, and then there's 30, 38 or 39 other, other dudes, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, you never know when you line up, right? I, I'm, I'm happy that it, I was able to get a good first moto because it would have sucked if that was the gate from the first moto and then give me a shitty gate pick for the second moto and just put a bad tone for the whole day. Um, and, I mean, we, we left there with at least, like, a, you know, I, I think we showed cap- what we're capable of. Yeah, no, for sure you did, man. I mean, obviously, I haven't watched the broadcast or anything, but uh, they were certainly mentioning you guys and stuff like that on the uh, the in-house microphone and stuff like that. I think a lot of people were kind of like, who are these Who are these guys? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that, you mentioned you were pissed, obviously. You left, and uh, I, I went looking for you, and you guys packed up and got out of there pretty quickly, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we did. I mean, I don't think Nico or Matt really wanted to hang around for too long, and... Uh, obviously, our, our setup is just a van with a tent, so they kind of wanted to just load up. And then at that point, um, yeah, basically just said thanks to a couple of people and, and headed out. I, I wasn't like so pissed off to the point where I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. Um, I, I, whatever. I mean, I'm not in the points. It's just we went there for an experience, like get some prep for donation, get my bike working good for donation. Uh, we had a good first model, so there's a lot of positive. Um, we just really had no reason to like hang around and you know for for the rest of the evening so um i'm whatever like i'm not like sitting here like bummed on it all week you know i think it was a good experience and happy with my riding and stuff so yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, you've done enough races where you know sometimes that kind of crap happens, and it did that. It was just, like, like you know, we always say, it's so tough for us Canadians to go down and do a one-off race, and then when the two Canadians actually come together, it's like, oh, classic. So that's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. We, yeah, we hung around until after the 450 moto, and, like, we, we honestly tried to say thanks to, like, the whole KTM guys and everything, but, and, uh, yeah, they, they all were, like, at the podium with Plessinger because they had all their, like, year-end celebration and stuff. So we were, like, waiting and waiting and waiting. And then we're like, oh, okay, like, we'll just try and get out. <laughs> right. Leave them a post-it note. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jess. Well, uh, thanks for taking us through that. I mean, um, it was so cool to see our top two guys out down there racing. Would have been cool to have your teammate uh, Ryder McNabb there too, but obviously he uh, he wasn't able to race. So that's uh, hopefully everybody's solid for our motocross of nations coming up. So I'm assuming no uh, no local races, no anything, just uh, just some prep and stuff before donations, or what are you going to do? No, I'm going to do a local race this weekend. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we got a little race in Quebec, like the Challenge Quebec uh, series they got here. So go uh, go race. I know KTM likes likes for me to go do those as well. Um, KTM man from Montreal area, like good marketing, and, and there's a lot of people at those races and stuff too. So okay, I've done maybe four or five of those throughout the year already so far. Like it, I haven't had I don't like one off weekend since the season oh, started. Like wow, yeah, but just one race this weekend and then um yeah i think we got what three weeks or maybe a month till we leave for for a wet uh for a france story so should be good just make sure we're all prepped up for that and make a final little push because after that we'll, we'll kind of finally have a time to settle down and chill out for a bit all right man where, where is the race this weekend uh east of Dunn. 
Okay, I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good track. One of the best ones out here in Quebec. It's kind of close to Deschambeau, uh, maybe like 25, 30 minutes away from Quebec City. Oh, okay, nice, okay. So, yeah, it should be good. It's their final one of the year, too, so we're hitting all the final ones. We're hitting Walton, Ironman, and then the final challenge for Quebec. Oh, okay, nice, nice. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you taking uh, taking some time. I know it, it helps driving that way when you talk doing these things. Time passes nicely. Next thing you know, you're there. So uh, maybe you're maybe you're at your destination now. No, exactly. Yeah, you passed the time for me. <laughs> All right, Jess. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It was like I say, it's always great to uh, chase Canadians around when they head down south of the border. So it was cool to see you guys down there. You get, like I say, you turned a lot of heads. You did great. I mean, you did great. And I mean, it's going to be fun to see you do another one and everything too in the future. So, but to, hey, why don't we uh, ask you to thank some people before we let you go, man? Yeah, thanks, Billy. Uh, the whole KTM fly racing, Red Bull team, uh, for allowing me to go do that race too, especially. It's still a lot of last minute kind of organizing. Uh, Oakley, SMS, Rental, all the team sponsors, Dunlop. Um, yeah, my trainer Justin Boyd, uh, back in Florida, helped me out this year with uh, getting ready, and my fiance, all my family back home, and yeah, Matt, JS, Nico, everyone on the team. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great year. I think it was a good year to build off, and, and we'll move move up from here. Awesome, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time, and I know people are going to be happy to hear hear you take us through the whole uh, the whole process and the day there and stuff like that. So, good luck this weekend, and I guess the next time I see you will be in uh, in France, man. So, uh, we'll see you there. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. All right, Jess. Thanks, buddy, uh, and talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.